So this week is a little bit different in that we are removed from the thing that we're introducing now. Yes, we're not just hitting record and, right. and going with it. Um, this is the recording of our live episode that we did for our first reader retreat yeah. um, back at the beginning of June. Yeah. Um, it's now the end of June. Yes. Um, Time. This was such a fun experience. It was really fun. Um, you've done live episodes with guests before. Yes, but not with you. But not with me. I've yeah. never done a live episode. Yeah, and so it was very you, fun. you've worked with. And Bogle and Jamie Golden yeah. and Knox McCoy and like done live episodes. Um, I have not. So it was it was fun and it was interesting. And it was different. Because and it was those, self-conscious. <laughs> yes. But, and with those, right, that was like interview format. Right. Well, we don't need to interview each other. Right. <laughs> we know each other. Exactly. So it was fun to get to chat. It was also, I mean, it's an odd experience, right? Yeah. Because the things that we're saying, people, I think Knox and Jamie have talked about this when they do live shows. It's just weird to have people like laughing at you or mm-hmm. I mean which we want you to do right um or talking back to you or whatever the case may be right um and so it was fun but it was super different and then I just felt so self-conscious because like the format of our show is that you and I have a conversation and yes. so I was like looking at you yeah which then meant that I had my profile to the audience 90% of the time yeah which just then made me feel weird <laughs> um and I was just very self-conscious of that I think it went Beautiful. I thought it went great. I had a lot of fun, and I'm excited to do it again. Well, yeah, we're going to do it again in July. Shortly, and that'll be a different format. That yeah. will be more traditional um, interview format. Yeah, or at least part of it will. I think we've got to talk about yeah. how we want to yeah, do it. Yeah, we need to talk about how we're going to format it. But it'll be a little bit hearkening back to early from the front porch yeah. days where we did author interviews pretty yeah. often. Yeah, Um. So I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be really exciting yeah, if you want tickets to that, um, so we are doing a live podcast with Mary Laura Philpot as part of our July retreat. And in the June retreat, the podcast was kind of closed to the public. It was just for retreat attendees. Um, everything at the July retreat is just for attendees with the exception of the live podcast uh-huh. because we wanted people to get a chance. Um, Mary Laura is a big name author for Tiny Thomasville, and so I wanted to give locals a chance to get to hear her as well. So yeah. if you're local or semi-local and you want to come down um, to hear our live podcast, you can do that on Saturday, July 20th. Tickets are at the Bookshelf's website. Yeah, it's going to be a really good time. Yeah, so what we talked about in this live episode was books about books, which felt natural. We talked about reading books about books. And kind of coming to the difference between books about books and books set in bookstores. Yes, which we decided those are very different very things. Very different things. And then Hunter came on, Hunter at Shelf by Shelf, is it at? Do we talk about? We talked about this on the what show, and I'm this? like, is Hunter shelf by shelf? I don't know. Anyway, I you think Hunter's, know him H- as Hunter's preferred nomenclature is Hunter at shelf by yeah, shelf. Yeah, you know shelf by shelf. He um, kind of came on and acted as a moderator for us, and um, we did like a by the, a book, by the book discussion. So, um, and then after that, we did an audience Q and A, but we're going to keep that kind of special. Yeah, just for them. For our readers who came to that retreat, we don't want to give everything away. <laughs> That's right. This um, will entice you to come to so our July yeah, show. Yeah, we hope that you'll come to our July show and any other future live podcasts that we that we may or may not do. Yeah. Okay. Um, I hope you enjoy. This is a lot of fun for us. Worst case scenario, we can do this downstairs. You've seen the store. We can move things around. Um, but 
it brought to mind, of course, our second favorite topic of this podcast. It is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is miserable. And, like, today wasn't. Yeah, actually, you guys got lucky. Today was pretty okay because the sun wasn't out. Because it rained this week. Right. After two weeks of nothing. And we're in South Georgia. Rain is important. Farmers are important. Uh, and so we had been two weeks without rain. Yeah. It was 104 degrees in my car when I got in my car yeah. uh, one day last week. So I think the rain, while providing humidity, as we discussed last night, did actually help <laughs> make this more bearable for you. Absolutely. <laughs> so so but, you're welcome. Well, let me ask you a question. How accurate do you think those things are? In the car. In the car. I think it's because your car's been sitting in the sun all It day. is. And so they're like, it's 108 degrees outside. And I'm oh, like, I love it. It's a point of pride. Is it? <laughs> I, want, I want to be like, I'm surviving and down once, here in and hell. And then once the, <laughs> once the air conditioning kicks on in my car, suddenly it's cooler outside. Yes. It's because your car is cool. Oh, off. I know, but like that, that's bad. Well, it's still hot. It's just <laughs> it's no matter so what. Hot. It's still hot. How's your front door? Uh, it's fine. Okay. It has not swollen shut yet. We're okay. <laughs> um, I did have a friend come to my house. They're my friends who like, they noticed we had a small trash can, so they bought us a larger trash can. They noticed we were still using the Wii to stream Netflix, and they were like, no, no, you need an Apple TV. So Annie. they bought us an Apple TV. We worked fine. It only froze on occasion. <laughs> And so they came to my house, and they were like, Annie, what is this large crack in your wooden door through which I can see the sun? And I was like, oh, well, my door swole <laughs> got swollen shut last year. And so it's we had to cut it down with a hatchet. <laughs> so Jordan sanded it down, and now there's, like, a crack down the middle of my door. And I was like, I guess we could woodcock that. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Ask Jordan. Did they get you a new door? Uh, no, not yet. But I think that's coming, right? <laughs> they're going to they're gonna mail that to me. I feel confident. That's really good. Yeah. Great. Welcome. And this is usually when we hit stop. Yeah. Um, and then we'd be like, okay, so what are we going to talk about <laughs> at the actual front? Yeah. And we have to do that because we're introverts who haven't seen each other in like two weeks. Yeah, because so we record like, we usually every two prep. weeks. And we need to like chat for a half hour yeah. to get warmed up. Yeah. And then we record. You guys record. are so lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys are good. so lucky. <laughs> um, and then I would say like, okay. And then I would hit record, mm -hmm. and I would wait a couple seconds, and then I would say, welcome to a live episode of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Dr. Chris Jensen, and I am so happy to be here. And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. And guys... What? What? <laughs> what? Why is this happening? <laughs> I don't understand this even a little bit. Chris really does. I don't. I'm like, why are they here? Because the bookshop. Because, because books are important. Because beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. That's right. Beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. No, like, I'm sincerely just so... Eleven states, my friend. Eleven states. Eleven I'm, states. I'm sincerely just so perplexed by this in the best way. <laughs> like, I'm so happy that all of you are here, and I'm so happy to be here with you. And this yeah. is, is going to be fun. Yeah. This is going to be great. So I told Chris I needed to go over just a couple of like housekeeping things because I've been getting some questions, so I want to clear things up. Yeah. First of all, um, in your tote bags, which either are with you now or at the Paxton, after this, there are some places in downtown Thomasville where you have like a free drink coupon, etc. Yeah. So if you are inclined and you want to do that, or if you want to go back to your home and read, it's up to you. Um, but you have the option to go to, I think Liam's gave you a free drink coupon. Um, Farmer's Daughter has a great um, wine flight that they gave you a little coupon for. So, Guys, if you have a free drink from Liam, please use it. <laughs> please go, or we'll they steal it from you. They are an incredible cocktail bar, and please, please, please take advantage they of that. They even do mocktails. 
sales for people like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is in your bag. If you don't want that, I will take it. <laughs> Leave them behind. Um, the second thing I wanted to let you know is I believe that this is a pretty collegial group. You all seem really lovely and like you've gotten along excellently. Um, so we've gotten a couple of requests for how you can be in touch. So what we are going to do is on Monday, Lucy and Olivia are going to compile a survey. And in that survey, you're going to, if you're so inclined, put your name, email address, and if you want your Instagram handle shared. And they're going to ask you, do you want this shared or not? And we don't judge either way. Um, and then if you do want it shared, we will send it out, send out the results to you so that you can have each other's Instagram handles, contact info, so you don't have to worry about figuring that out. So if you're too shy to go up to the person that's you right. hang out with all weekend. We've got like, you introverts. Hey, can I follow you? <laughs> I get it. Because that's what I would want to. I'd be like, can somebody just compile a list so I can come back later? And look, there is no better queen of the list than Olivia. So she, <laughs> so, so she will she will take good care of you. That's super good. Um, okay. The last thing I wanted to say that would be included, because Nikki had this great idea that then I promptly forgot, is that in the survey, we're going to ask what book you received, so we can then share it so you can know what other people got in their goodie bags. So, sorry, I forgot that. Um, but I think this will be a fun way to exchange those title names. Great idea. Yay. All right. What are we doing? We are talking tonight about favorite books about books. Books on books on books. Yeah. Meta. Hashtag meta. meta is that meta. a thing? Yeah. Um, it should be. Yeah. We just feel, felt like... This is a, a group of people who's probably interested in books, and yeah, maybe. And so, books about books—that's uh -huh. a thing. That's like its own genre. And so, like none of you know this, we've never talked about this, but Annie Jones gives books about books as staff gifts um, for do. Christmas. I do. Um, every year that I've worked at the bookshelf, which is. <laughs> A lot of years since 2015. Okay. Um, so I've had 15, 16, 17, and 18 gifts. Okay. Um, it's always a book about books or a book like of interviews with authors or a book of like collected quotes and stuff and and like they're all very charming and very very bookshelf staff. They're exactly what you think they are. <laughs> um, so I know that Annie knows what she's talking about when she's talking about books yeah. about books. I literally gift them. Yeah. Uh, but what came to mind immediately? I guess I want to talk about do we like this genre? Because, I do. okay, so I wanted to ask, or has your opinion about this genre changed? Let me yeah. explain why. So my book club probably two months ago read, and I wanted to make sure I got the title right, um, read How to Find Love in a Bookshop, which they adored. They, uh, so if you're looking for like a super cute um, novel, my book club highly recommended it. I didn't read it, not intentionally, just it was a month that I was busy mm -hmm. and I didn't get around to it. But when they had their book club conversation, our book club conversation about it, they were asking me all these questions, I guess trying to see, uh -huh. was this book accurate right. about life in a bookstore? And I wondered, do I not read books like that anymore mm. because my life is in a bookstore now? And so I, I was see. curious how you felt. Like my mom probably five, Jordan and I were just talking about this, six years ago when we took over the bookshelf, my mom gave me her copy of the bookstore of Big Stone Gap. And oh, yeah. she begged me to read it. She was like, Annie, you've got to read this. This is a small town. They didn't get comfortable there until five years, which was accurate. Uh, should have read that book. <laughs> um, because it took them five years for the town to really embrace them. Um, and as awesome as Mary Jane is, I think Thomasville can be a little tricky. And so it really did take about five years. And I wish I'd read that book. It's literally still in my nightstand. I've never read it. And uh, I don't know why. I don't, I, I like mean, books. Because you have a thousand other things that you're trying to read. <laughs> well, that could be it. Yeah. So, do you read books about books? No. Yeah. I don't think so. I read in them. 
What? <laughs> like, I read, I read parts of them. Okay, yes. I read from them. Yes, you read, like, the compilations that you right. get at Christmas right. or whatever. Right, 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 right. Okay. Um, I think, still, for my money, the most accurate portrayal of, like, bookstore life is the Lifetime series You. If you see <laughs> He's joking. There's nobody dead in the basement. Nobody can. <laughs> no one that we put there. Yeah, we, we do have suspicions that there are ghosts down there. I am... <laughs> Beyond suspicion, I'm confirmed. There we, are ghosts down there. we should we tell the story? Yeah. Uh, one day we were working and we really did smell cigarette smoke, like strongly. Oh, hold on, you're forgetting the important detail that the door was closed. Yes, the doors. Were the closed. door to the basement was closed. Yeah. And then I came out from behind the counter and the door was open, but there was nobody in the store yeah. except us. Except us. And we walked by and it just smelled like cigarettes. And we were like, is there a cigarette smoking ghost down and there? And so I, <laughs> I explored, I went down there, and no one was there. Yeah. That was weird, guys. Haunted. <laughs> yeah. What was it? I don't know. We don't know, but this place used to be a bowling um, alley. And I, so it could have been a bowling alley ghost? A bowling alley ghost? Yeah. <laughs> no, I talked, to, I talked to the Tist of Thomasville people about it because they do oh, like yeah. Halloween-themed ghost tours, and they're like... I've never heard anything about this building specifically, but like other people have ghost stories around town and yeah. like, let's do some research and get back to you. And like, we never got back to each other about it, but I'm convinced. I feel like that could be true. Yeah. I, that being said, I think you is not the most. No, it's not at all. <laughs> um, I just wanted that to be a good joke. Um, but the question being, do I read books about books? I guess it depends what you so my favorite, I think the only, I'm trying to think, the only one that I have read and really enjoyed is The Storied Life of A.J. Vickery. I'm not saying it's particularly accurate. I couldn't really tell you, but I loved it. I really loved that book. And I really loved The Name of the Rose by Umberto Eco. I yes. talk about that a lot. And that all takes place in a library. Yeah. A medieval library. But like, it's all about people reading books. Speaking of libraries, the uh -huh. very first thing that came to my mind was actually not a book. Pagemaster. Pagemaster. Oh yeah. The movie Pagemaster. Oh, Olivia oh, is our people. Thank you. Um, did you guys see that movie? Yes. It's amazing, right? Um, 1994. Was it 1994? Yep. Macaulay. Macaulay. Oh, Macaulay Culkin. Culkin. Whoopi I Goldberg. That. Oh my gosh, what an outstanding cast. Mm -hmm. um, that, <laughs> that was sincere. That was sincere. <laughs> Whoopi and Macaulay, what more could you possibly need? What more? Um, I wish I owned that on DVD. I, Nobody else get that for her. <laughs> I think that'd be a classic to own, like rewatchable. Um, I don't know that that is an accurate portrayal either, but when I was a kid, books set in libraries yeah. or museums, we've talked about Yale Konigsberg book, yeah. um, I, those were magical to me. And I wonder if as an adult, I work in a pretty magical place. Right. And so I'm wondering if I don't need my literature to do that for me anymore. I don't know. I don't want to say that out loud, but I but I feel that way a little bit. Well, and I, I think... I did. No, I did say that. Yeah, she did. She said I did. It. I did. And um, now you're here. Sometimes we can edit that. But no, you, you Sometimes heard. we say things we're like... Uh, you might want to cut that. <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't know. The great books education that we both have also taught both of us I think to think that all books are books about books yes that's true all books are talking to other books constantly because that's just what human history is yeah um and so I don't know yeah they're in conversation with one another I do think there are some really good children's chapter books about books we have talked before about the Le rebel librarian yeah we I love that book uh, Olivia loves that book um and another one she recommended which does have serious page master vibes is <laughs> the library of ever um so those are good children's chapter books um 
I'll tell you one that I that fell flat to me. Okay. A book about books that fell flat to me was Dear Fahrenheit 451. Mm. Did you guys read that? <laughs> I wanted. Is that a controversial opinion? I wanted to like that book. We talked about it. We did on yeah. the podcast. Um, I that was a librarian named Annie who had written a book about books, and and they were written as letters, which I loved. I thought that was a cute concept. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, I don't know. I don't know if I just didn't connect with her. I, so, I'm not sure. There's another one. There's a memoir called Reading Lolita in Tehran. Yes. Um, that is super good, but that's all about like kind of reading censored literature in a totalitarian regime, yeah. um, which is a little uh, darker. <laughs> it's a it's a memoir, but it's about like how can I get away with reading this like really controversial, dark literature like in a place where like I'm not supposed to be reading this, especially as a woman. She's writing in Iran in the 70s. Like it's a really interesting story. But then there's one that came out last year or two years ago. Do you remember Wild Things? Yes. It was a I collection of like six or seven essays on children's literature. Didn't you read this? Yes, it had a great cover. It had because it, it was white and yellow it and it had wild, the crown from where the wild things are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it was just this this guy's kind of reflections on reading children's literature as an adult. And so it was one on Narnia, one on um, where the wild things are, one on I don't remember. It was um, they supposed were, to be They excellent. were really interesting. Yeah. Um, I didn't finish the collection, but I read those two. Um, and I, I would recommend it. I thought it was really interesting. I also frequently recommend to parents the Read Aloud Family mm -hmm. um, that has a lot of good resources, but also references books and the importance of reading aloud to your children. And the one you talked about is great because it's just about adults liking kids. We're allowed to right. like kids' books. Like, you don't have to have kids to like kids' and, books. And some of it is like, I really liked this as a kid, and now I have problems with it as an adult. Yeah. And like, how do I navigate this with my children where I like actually don't agree with the message that this is portraying um, and it, it's, yeah. it's a good reflection something we should think about more yeah I was at Book Expo last week and one of the things we talked about um, was and I forget who the author was um, it might have been Lupita Nyong'o she's got a children's book coming out this fall that's beautiful it's so pretty um, but she was talking about how children's books are lessons deferred Mm. And how when we read them first as kids, right. they're one thing. Right. But then later, there's something else. And, and most of the time, that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. But sometimes we re revisit books and we're like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> that was a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Little Paris Bookshop is another uh -huh. one. People love that book. Yeah. People love that book. But I, I, I don't know. I, had, I, I, I'm telling you, I am not drawn to these books anymore. I'm, Why? I don't know that I ever have been. Did anybody? You know, then it's not surprising. <laughs> um, Good Night June. Did anybody here read Good Night June? I heard that was awesome. I won it. I won it at my book clubs um, for December. We always do a book exchange. And one of my friends brought that book, and it's the one I walked away with. And it was about a book about books, and I never well, got into it. But, I mean, what we're also talking about, forgive me for getting a little bit academic here, but, like, we're talking about the concept of intertextuality. That, like, this is a book that then references a book inside of it, and it's just books talking to books. And so I'm super into that. Yeah. Um, maybe it's the setting. Maybe it is the setting. Maybe it's the setting. For maybe me. it's it's the set dressing. Maybe like when that it's set in it. a bookstore, that right. just feels trite to you yeah. because you're in a bookstore. Yeah, yeah. Like one time there was <laughs> yeah one time there was this Hallmark movie set in a bookstore, mm. and Jordan and I started watching it, and I was like, turn this off. This is not real. I need this to go. That's <laughs> me with any college movie. I'm like, oh, and I'm I done. love college movies, but I get it. That's uh -huh. your. That's where you are. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Maybe that's like that the Ted Mosby liberal arts movie. God, I love that movie. Like, mm. I hate Ted Mosby, but I love that movie. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's so good. It's rough. Mm. 
it's got one of those Olsen girls, but not the twins. Yeah. She's well, good. Sc- Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Elizabeth. Wanda. Is she Wanda? In the Avengers movie. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. I know who you... I understand now. <laughs> Wanda Maximoff. I gotcha. Um, okay. I'm trying to think... Oh, the other book I, what I do think... When I... If I like a book about a book, it's a gift book. And yeah. it's like the ones yeah. I give out. Because the one that came out last year that is well worth the hype and you should probably own a copy. Bibliophile? Bibliophile. It's super good. It's so good. It's so good. No, I really like that one. And it's illustrated. Mm-hmm. And it has lots of graphics. It's almost Jane like... Jane Mount did the illustration. It's less like a book and more like just a printed collection of infographics. Yeah. Um, and I... Maybe it's the millennial in me and I'm just really drawn to that. Yeah. That it's kind of a graphic thing with some information. But it's... it's Good. And although I wasn't a huge fan of Dear Fahrenheit 451, I really did like Voracious. Did anybody oh, read yeah. that? That was awesome. Because that she, was books about food. It was food. Well, yeah. it, what she did was she took like the boxcar children, which right. is a, yeah, it, yeah, which yeah, is not yeah, about right. food. But then at the end, she would she was a cook and or food was a big interest of hers, and so she wrote about the importance of the boxcar children and then tacked on a recipe. Right. I'm I'm here for that. So and that so it's good. it's a little bit in the vein of like Julie and Julia. Yes. Um, where, like, it is about a cookbook. Yes. Yeah, so I like Voracious. That's one I'll stand by. So maybe it's, I like books about books. I don't like books set in bookstores. And those are different things. They are. They're very different things. Okay. Yeah. We solved that. We figured it out. Done. We're done. We fived it. Okay, (laughs) we fived it. Good. (laughs) Good work. Okay, so this is now where we're going to bring Hunter, because that's who you really want to (laughs) see. So Hunter's going to come. I'm going to move this chair. And Hunter's going to come ask us some questions. Can I come beside you? Yeah, come Do you still have your side? You <laughs> no, still, but it's fine. Am I blocking your good side? I'm really upset because you're like all for Macaulay Culkin, but you still don't like Lindsay Lohan. And Look, like, I like her. I'm just not... I learned a new word this week, thanks to the podcast. Stan. Oh. I don't stand for <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. about Stan. I don't think I fully understood it until they explained it to me. Okay. Like, I'm a Toto's Africa Stan. What is... T- oh, so is Jordan. He's, a, he, he's there for you. Good. All right, Hunter. Okay. I'm excited because I love by the book. and this... <laughs> That's what we based this next segment on. So we all, you I know think, the love the New York Times um, report, like the book by book segment. And that was one of the books I gave to the yeah. staff one year was that collection. And then the problem with it, though, is that it has Juno Diaz's face on the spine. Uh, and so we took a Sharpie. And <laughs> she just crossed out his name. Crossed like that out. year we had to cut, who did we have to cut? Uh, off Garrison Christmas Keeler. Tags. We had to cut Garrison, Garrison Keeler right off, off our Christmas tags. tags. <laughs> Guys, like, stop being be, problematic. Don't be <laughs> we'll cut you out of our Christmas tags. Um, Just block your face <laughs> off my bookshelf. So, Hunter from Shelf by Shelf. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say are shelf, shelf by Shelf or are at, you Shelf by I'm, I'm, at. I'm at, like, I'm Shelf by Shelf, like, everyone knows me as Shelf by Shelf. People have me say that their contacts is Shelf by Shelf. Did you tell, uh, did I tell you I came up with his event is going to be Shelf by Shelf West? I, yeah. Oh. I, I, I love that. Copyright that. <laughs> I did that. Okay, so first things first, what books are on your nightstand? Um, so as you know, I've just re-entered the land of the living. Um, and so I have just, it took me a couple weeks, but now I, I have started reading for fun again, and I wasn't sure I ever would. And it only took me two weeks to get back. So I remember who I am again. I'm currently, as you've heard me mention on the show probably, I'm reading A Game of Thrones, um, the first in the A Song of Ice and Fire series. It is a dense boy. Um, it's long, and I read for several hours today after I woke up, and I'm, I'm 300 pages in, and I feel like I've been reading it for two weeks. Um, and I am only reading it like 10, 15 pages a night right before bed, and so, Are fair. you reading in bed? Yeah. 
I know. Well, look I know. at you grow. I have a book on my nightstand. Okay. And I'm reading in bed. Okay. I'm proud too. Um, but then I also have, um, and I think this will bleed into another question you have for us, which is fine. Um, marriageology. Oh, I have that. The only who the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, like, Kelsey read it in like two sittings. Um, it's by Belinda Luscombe, um, and she has kind of talked me through it, so I know most of the information you in it already. You just read by osmosis. I did read by osmosis. <laughs> um, but I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it, yeah. too. Um, so I have, I mentioned that when we had, like, a break during Reader Retreat today, I went, and what was on my nightstand was The Unhoneymooners, which is my book club book for this month, uh, which I think I have to read by Wednesday. It's fine. Um, and then I picked up at Books Are Magic... I wanted, when I go places... I haven't seen you since you went to New York. I know. We've got okay. things to talk yeah. about. Yeah, we'll do that Wednesday. Um, so I went to Books Are Magic, and when I go places, like all of you, so this doesn't change even if you own a bookstore, I go to independent bookstores, and Jordan, I think, is very supportive, but always a little bit like, uh, we own one. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to buy everything here. And I even texted Olivia while I was there. I was like, okay, so I'm buying some books, but can you also order these books for me? Please. Um, please. Um, but the one I wound up leaving with is a backlist title, and Hunter um, feels some things about it, but I picked Heartburn by Nora Ephron, oh. um, because I wanted a New York book. And one thing I really liked about Books Are Magic was they had really good shelf talkers. Mm. And so I already was sold, because I'm a Nora Ephron fan, but that's one I've not read. You're a Nora Ephron stan. That's right. I'm a Nora Ephron stan. I'm proud of it. Uh, I should get a shirt. You should. Um, and then I... But what really sold me, and this is why I love bookstores, is the shelf talker. Mm -hmm. Because whoever the staffer was who recommended it was like, this is a quintessential New York book, and it's great when you're in between. And mm -hmm. I knew I was going to have just finished Their Eyes Were Watching God. Yeah. And I had just finished another book we might talk about, Burnout. And so I was like, I need something. that I, And it's thin. I was like, I need something I can fly through. And that's going to remind me, like when I look at it on my shelf, I will remember. I bought that. Yeah. And do you feel that way about other things you picked up at different yes. independent bookstores around the country? Me I too. leave the bookmark in them. And so that way, I, and I always write, in a book I own, I always write first read and the date yeah. and where I got it. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. Like I've got First Bad Man from Women and Children First in Chicago. I've got The Wake from uh, Maple Street Books in New Orleans. Like I, I love yeah, doing that. It's fun. I, I picked up um, at Square Books a Eudora Welty connect, mm -hmm. a collection. So like I try to pick books kind of to, based on the region. I would like to clarify, I don't hate heartburn. <laughs> this is not like an anti, I love Nora Ephron. You just, but you did just give me some disclaimers. Yes, Which I, I did. appreciated. Yes. Which, I like this like, love-hate thing, because the next question is, what was the last truly great book you read? Truly great? Truly great. Like, I mean, like, top, like, every, like, it has to best, like, um, To Kill a Mockingbird. The Nickel Boys by Colson. <laughs> yeah. I I feel like that's one of those books that I am worried I'm gonna overhype and people are gonna be like Annie, please shut up. <laughs> um, but it, it was the last truly great book I read mm -hmm. for sure. What was the last book I read? That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> the non yeah, dissertation not, not related. related. <laughs> like I've read lots and lots of academic nonfiction in the past year and a half, but I don't remember the last like, book. Book. Um, You've all heard me talk about it, but I did really love The Afterlives by Thomas Pierce, if I'm just going really like to bring it back. I thought that book was nearly perfect. Um, I liked everything about it. Uh, it's also a great cover. Yeah. Um, I'm waiting for a follow-up. He's got a short story collection that I haven't read, but oh. he doesn't have a second novel yet. Sad day. I know. 
I'm also really looking forward to the new Charles Yu book coming out. I got you, the art. you got it? I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I got you the art. I'm so excited. Yeah, okay. it's downstairs. Because How to Live Safely in a Science Fiction Universe is another just perfect yeah. book. Um, so I'm I'm really, really looking forward to that. Oh, good. Okay. That's a good one. My day's made. You're <laughs> um, what's the most interesting thing you've learned from a book recently? Um, ethical systems are culturally specific and when you translate them between different languages <laughs> often things get lost that's good that's deep yeah that's deep yeah um, I also uh, wrote a book <laughs> <laughs> what's the last book you wrote about <laughs> but I also read a lot of things about that um I'll do two recently and truly uh, my staff is rolling their eyes because don't worry I'm gonna get you guys copies but I just finished something called Burnout. <laughs> They're so tired when we talk about it. They probably feel like they've read it already. Um, but an interesting little tidbit I took away um, was that every day we are, especially, really everybody just a normal human, but probably especially if you work in a stressful environment. And a bookstore is magical, but it is stressful. I mean, there are things we have to do and plan so that you guys will come. Um, so many paper cuts. So many. I do have lots of paper cuts. Um, <laughs> So, and it's not from what you think. No, it's from cardboard. It's cardboard, it's cardboard. every time. Uh, it's that packaging, man. Um, but I learned that we, our ancestors completed their stress cycle. So, like, they went into fight or flight. They combated against wild animals. And then they went back to their tribes and celebrated and, like, finished. We go home and, like, sit in front of Netflix. Yeah. And so I'm learning that in order to complete the stress cycle the end of the day or maybe at the end of this beautiful lovely retreat you have to kill um i yeah i will need to celebrate or there, there was all these different things it's really supposed to be something physical so exercise which ugh, lame. Uh, but exercise was one option um really having a good cry is another uh, example um, yeah in the shower where there's no shame <laughs> or just out in the open oh i yeah. cried where only in the no shower Four, five. <laughs> 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 Our difference is in TJ. So that is one thing I learned. And then I was thinking about the last fiction book that taught me something, and I think it is, um, oh, the name of it escapes me. Lori Frankel's This Is How It Always Is. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, I We read to learn about things that we don't fully understand. Absolutely. And that is one that has stuck with me in the it's probably been two years since I read it, and I still think about it. So, that's great. That's on my list. Oh, now I have to read it. I, I, I want it in a giveaway too. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get two out of it. This is interesting because I've seen both. Of, well, I've seen pictures of Chris's bookshelves, and I've been, recently renovated. Perfect. This will go really well. And then I've been to Annie's house multiple times and perused the bookcases. I. But the question is, how he do judges, you? I don't. I don't judge. <laughs> um, how do you organize your books? Um, I have a shelf of things pre-1660 that is, <laughs> I don't know. Like one does. One of us different shelf. from the other. <laughs> so that's one thing. I have another shelf of academic books on text pre-1660. But then my main collection is fiction, nonfiction, that is alphabetical by author. But then, this is the important thing for me, chronological within the author. So like, not alphabetical within there, but like if I have Fitzgerald, it's gonna be um, 
Like the one he wrote. The side of paradise, beautiful and damned, great Gatsby tenders the night, in order in which he wrote them. Mm. Not alphabetical by title. Oh, I do that too. I hate alphabetical by title. We do that on our bookshelves Good. here. Yeah. Like, you know, like at the bookshelf. We try. If, do we? Yeah. That's yeah. new. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Like if it's I don't actually work on the floor anymore, for the record. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. When I, at least when I shelve, I don't organize by title. I, with it's an author, I do by Well, and it started for me with like series. Like how am I going to shelve a series? Right. I'm not going to do that alphabetically. I'm going to do it in the order in which they're published. And so I, then I thought, why not do that for every other book? Yeah. Right? And so that's my method. Um, I do mine. I did mine for a long time by color, which I know people oh, have yeah. high rules for. Um, but I tested it as a true Enneagram 5 and could guess what books were based on their covers. So I had no issue with it. I really like doing that. In my new, new, new home? No. Uh, in the home where we currently live, where we have lived for six years, I do by genre. And then I put, in true great books form, um, books yeah. in conversation with one another. Yeah. I do that downstairs sometimes with bookshelves too on end caps. If I yeah. think two authors would really hate each other, I stick them side by side. <laughs> I just feel like that's what they deserve. Like they need to talk to each other. <laughs> and so in our home, I will sometimes stick. other people. Yeah, well, I just want them to learn from one another. <laughs> and so I will do that. I will do that um, on my personal bookshelves as well. But it's, mo- it's by genre and then conversation. Yeah. And I've got cookbooks and books about food are on the separate shelf. Are your cookbooks in your kitchen? Well, no, because I don't have shelves for that in my okay. kitchen. But they are in my dining room. Okay, my cookbooks are in my kitchen. I used to have like books that were just like all the books that made me cry were on one shelf. And I just, like, <laughs> That's a good genre. Yeah, and yeah. I just like I would pick them up and just cry randomly. It was great. I like it. <laughs> um, which is goes to our next question. What's the last book that made you cry? And also the last book that made you laugh? And the last one that made you furious? Maybe that's all in the same one. You go first on this one. Oh, God. Okay. What is the last book that made me cry? Um, I'll tell you the last book that made me laugh because it was this morning and we talked about it. Um, I Miss You When I Blink by Mary Laura Philpott. Mm-hmm. Still, like, I had already read it, but I was going back through to find book club questions, and it, it made me laugh out loud. Um, I still, I thought it was so funny. I was on the porch cackling to myself just at how clever she's got some really great sentences that I just love um I'm having a hard time remembering the last book that made me cry except I remember the last time a book made me sob and that was Gilead um and which was years ago look I'm a five like I don't know what to tell you there aren't a lot of feelings in here um but it do you know what book did you not sob at a little life oh I did but didn't I read that did I read that after like yeah yeah a little life for that's true too that's yeah. just... There, that one is sad. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot... Here's the thing. I am moved not only by sad things. Mm-hmm. I am moved by beauty. Yes. Um, so, Ginger, I don't think she's here, but she was... Ta- it was very lovely what she said. She said she was a modern-day transcendentalist. I love that. And she loves um, truth and beauty. Mm-hmm. And those moments where she gets to experience that are really meaningful to her. Yeah. And that is how I feel about books. So, Gilead made me sob, not because it was particularly sad, mm-hmm. but I just found it to be so beautiful. And there are... A Little Life is genuinely sad, but it's also beautifully written. Yeah. Um, and then even, I'm, I hate to keep bringing this up, but I think I teared up at Ask Again Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some familial relationships in there that are tough. Yeah. And it's not that I, I'm not full on sobbing, but I'm tearful. That's how I get, Jordan, Jordan knows, oh, I'm I, tearful. I'm the same way. Yeah, I get tearful. I can, I can think of a few books that I've sobbed through that I've, I'm sure I've mentioned before, but like The Time Traveler's Wife. Uh, the whole last 50 pages, I just 
<laughs> wept through the entire last few pages. Absolutely. I remember sitting in in my bedroom at my parents' house, just like <laughs> at like two in the morning. I'm sure I was waking somebody up. Um, Life of Pi had the same effect. The last fifty pages of that, I was just weeping. But I tear up at nearly everything I read for some reason or another, because um, I am like like who Ginger that yeah. you're talking about, like same thing. I'm yeah. moved by beauty. I'm also really moved by like reverence. And like when people are showing deference to a king, sometimes I get really choked up. And that's super dumb, but I think it's I know. Jordan, it's the same way. It's the only time well, Jordan cries. And it, and it was the same thing in it was the same thing in like church, right? Like growing up in church and, and the worship songs that are like about exaltation and about reverence and like that always got me choked up way more than anything else. Jordan sobbed. Um, I don't say he sobbed, but he cries at lame is. It's the only thing he oh, yeah, cries. Totally. Yeah. I get it. It's the only thing he cries. <laughs> 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 what book has filled you with rage? For, for what reason? I don't know. Like, I really... Like, at systemic injustice, at, like, something that a character did that made me mad that so I disagreed with. Yeah. What felt you with the most rage, like, in general? Like, the most general rage? I read a book recently, and I stopped reading it because I just didn't understand why it was a thing. And I don't, it filled me... I don't know that it filled me with rage, except I thought, why did this get published... Publishing is hard, and yeah. <laughs> and why is this what somebody spent money on? Yeah. There's there's an academic named Randy Schiff, whom I'm now naming, um, <laughs> and he writes about things really close to what I write about, but poorly. So it makes you mad. And he's really well published, but I just disagree with everything he says, and so I get mad because of that. Yeah. I'm like, why? Why was this published? Yeah, and I don't read. I, I think that was the feeling I was filled with. Um, the only time I remember, and I've said this before, like the only time I like threw a book across the room was uh, was I Kissed Dating Goodbye, uh, yeah. <laughs> which speaks to my evangel slightly evangelical upbringing. Um, and that book is trash. Yeah. <laughs> you already here first, guys. Utter garbage. It, look, he even says it now, so that is not a controversial opinion. Okay. So is so is Wild at Heart, for the record. Yeah. Oh, you guys are getting tough. <laughs> <laughs> Super niche evangelical our, literature. Our, We're taking it down. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so if you could require the president to read one book, <laughs> what would it be? The United States Constitution. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I said this a couple years ago. I would recommend Wonder. Um, and then I would also, and it's one I'm... The Palacio book? Yeah. Okay. Um, I would recommend Wonder, and I would also, um, I think, recommend, I have caveats, um, but I, because I'm also going to read it this summer, but I would recommend Just Mercy. Yeah. I'd recommend Sissy, which I'm reading right now, <laughs> because I feel like he probably just, like, I feel like, mo like most straight men, like, like most cis straight men, they have, like, some kind of trauma that they've grown right. up with, and I would love to, like, see um, That's why I like Wonder, that. because I think, yeah. um, well... I think it's accessible, and I mm -hmm. think you could. I think nobody can walk away from that book not moved. Have yeah. you read the George Saunders collection, um, Civil War Land and Bad Decline? No, that's the one I haven't it's read. It's his first collection, yeah. um, and the title story is like about that, about that exact thing, about yeah. how like most men of that generation have mm -hmm. some like some trauma that they're yeah. not processing. 
Um, and so it's like the main characters are like four different men and you kind of get to see like how they're shaped by some trauma and how some of them express it some of them don't yeah. and like but they're all like formed by that I think you'd really oh, that's like it okay that's the one I'm getting to so I'm excited now move it up your stack yeah I no, honestly, yeah. that's maybe the best short story in the English language it's okay. super super good I'm excited because I love George Saunders so I just read Fox 8 while I was here earlier oh okay so yeah um, so what's one book you wish someone else would write Yeah, what does that mean? Like, okay, so let's say, like, let's say you love military books and you love Karen Russell, so you would wish Karen Russell <laughs> would write a military book. <laughs> oh, okay. So George Saunders. Yes, yes, <laughs> pretty much, yes, yes. What would you like? What like? Give me an example of like what? What kind of book would you like to have? Um, she already wrote a campus novel, mm-hmm. so I would like a dysfunctional family work. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which this is fun. When I interviewed Meg Wolitzer for the podcast, um, she said she writes mostly about friend groups, mm-hmm. and so she had done the interestings, and then she was like, then I wanted to turn it to female relationships, so the female persuasion, where it was kind of a mentor mentee relationship. Mm-hmm. And she, I asked her what she was working on next, and she said. And I was like, here for it. Very excited. excited. Yeah. That's a good question, Hunter. Now I'm going to have to think about that. Maybe that could be an episode on its own. Mm -hmm. Okay. There we go. Very good. Good job. Um, I want George R. R. Martin to finish the Song of Ice and Fire books. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. Um, I think he has like a niche audience who's like, yeah, like there's like about 10 people who read him and they're like, yes, we'd like that, please. (laughs) We really want that. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Understatement. Yeah. Uh, Oh, overstatement. I don't know. Um, Beyond that, though, there are lots of authors that I really admire and wish they had more books. So, like, Charles Yu had, like, the Mm -hmm. one story in the one collection. Now he's got this other book coming out, Mm -hmm. so that's great. Um, I want Thomas Pierce to have another one because I really loved that. Um, Karen Russell has a new book coming out. Uh, or is that out? Did that Orange just come out? Just came mm-hmm. out. Just yeah. came out. So good. Yeah, past couple weeks. Um, authors like that, authors who are like literary on the edge of, what's the word? Speculative, philosophical, mm-hmm. um, all of those authors writing those books. I want Celestine to write something. And I yeah. want it to be speculative. Yeah. <gasps> I want yeah. Celestine to do time travel. Yeah, there we uh, go. We've done it. Okay. We've done the, it. Yeah, we, that's like it the answer. It took us a minute, but we got there. Or ghosts. Celestine to do ghosts. Okay. In the basement of a bookstore in a small town in town. A small town in Maybe. Southern Gothic. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Celestine Southern Gothic. I'm excited. Celestine Southern Gothic actually sounds really good. No, I'm like, if it's anything like, like Little Fires every, Everywhere, but like... Uh, I also want Mindy Kaling to write the rom-com that I wrote for her. Like, I want her to write it. I started it. Okay. Everyone here is going to tweet her now. Right now. Get on that. Get on your phone. Um, well, what do you plan to read next? Marriageology, mm-hmm. um, and then I need to finish Family of Origin by C.J. Hauser. Um, I'm going to finish the Unhoneymooners, read Heartburn, and then I think I'm going to read Recursion so I can give Olivia her arc back. She'd really like it back. Uh, and I think that's going to be a really good page turner, and then I'll be ready, I think, for something hefty again. So I might want oh. Recursion. What's the hefty one you're going to read? Oh, like, I, gotta, I don't know. I'll, oh, I know. 
Goldfinch. Because okay, I'm reading yes. it in time for the movie. So. Yeah, okay. I'm reading it. We're, it's going to be our next backlist book club. Spoiler. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. We're pumped. Because okay. the movie's coming out, and I, I will not even watch the trailer. I want to read it. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. That's great. Well, thanks, awesome. Hunter. Yeah, thanks Thank for you. having me. Thank thanks, you, Hunter. Thanks, Chef Chef. is a production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. It's produced by Annie Jones and me, Chris Jensen, and edited by me, Chris Jensen. If you're interested in purchasing any of the books we talked about this episode, you can do so at bookshelfthomasville.com shop. Thank you to Forlorn Strangers for the use of our theme music. It's called Bottom of the Barrel from their album Forlorn Strangers. Learn more at forlornstrangers.com. If you'd like to support from the front porch on Patreon and gain access to exclusive bonus content, you can check us out on patreon.com slash fromthefrontporch. You can also find us at our website, fromthefrontporchpodcast.com, for web-only content and a full-back catalog of our show with detailed show notes and links to further, re- further reading. This week in the bookshelf, we hosted the Reader Retreat, and it was so, so, so much fun. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>